Hey, only 14% of the black community trust the COVID vaccine. Are you gonna get the COVID vaccine? I don't trust it though. You don't trust it? What do you think? You see the little app, the little thing on the, uh, online where people's face turn it to the side and... Yeah. Yeah, I just don't want to be the test dummy. What do you think politicians need to do in order to gain the trust of the black community? Do something to help the black community in real life. Yeah, what? Put in, put in some policies to what? help us. Um, a lot, of the, uh, a lot of the government shit, I don't be thinking is for us, period. Does it give you any encouragement that Barack Obama's willing to take the vaccine on camera? Nah. No? Because you know, in reality, we bless like certain people and certain opportunities to get certain things. Like, what, what's that politician that had the little brown shit running down his face? Rudy Giuliani. He just said something about having celebrity status for his COVID-19 treatment. Yeah. So I think a lot of that happens in real life. Like, like if I go to the hospital here, they're gonna admit me fast. They're gonna get me faster than the, the normal person, which ain't really fair. So I don't, me seeing him do that wouldn't make me feel like, you know what I'm saying? I still wanna do it myself. Right. But even though you are a celebrity, you don't feel like you would get any celebrity treatment with a vaccine? In the sense that like, if you get into a hospital here- I wouldn't want to do that because shit, people don't, don't got what I got. They don't have the opportunity, so that ain't fair. Yeah. Like, people dying from that shit. You know yeah. what I'm saying? A lot of people. Right. A lot of black people. Okay. Um, thank you very much for that offset because if there's one person you definitely want to hear about through this pandemic it's it's offset i mean he has some good points here and there but it's just like he also said i ain't gonna take the vaccine because of whatever the hell is just i just what he needs to do is stop uh, having uh, maskless parties with Cardi B because I, I hear he does he does they do that a lot um, maskless parties and stuff are they together or are they not together I don't know because um, it's, it's just like they they you know they just they just they're they're on they're off and I don't really Vanity Fair did a story like Cardi B and Offset throw their fourth huge maskless party of the pandemic. Cardi B and Offset haven't let the coronavirus curb their partying in the slightest, celebrating Offset's 29th birthday on Monday night by throwing their fourth enormous maskless indoor event of the pandemic. Yeah, so. Maybe they should start by just not doing that because everybody's dying and losing their sense of taste and smell and shit like that. That would be special if they stopped doing, stopped throwing goddamn parties during the pandemic. Oh, by the way, it's Friday, December 18th. 2020, you know, people, people are very uh, upset that uh, people are breaking COVID protocols, you know, big, uh, you know, 
big a big person who's very who gets very upset when you break protocols is none other than uh Tom Cruise. I'm sure a lot of us have heard the uh the uh the the recording of him going off on his crew because the people broke covid protocols and then also I uh I just got word uh today that uh five staffers on Tom Cruise's new movie Mission Impossible 28 I don't know what the number is anymore have quit apparently feeling it was Mission Impossible so whoever wrote this uh, that'd be cute if they just added Mission Impossible in the uh, in the in the lead apparently feeling it was Mission Impossible to continue working for him after he launched a second rant on set according to a report the 58 year old actor went on another tirade Tuesday night as news of his first expletive latest meltdown emerged because, you know, of course it's going to go off like, why you motherfuckers put me on tape and leak that out to the world? Of course you're going to like complain about that shit, but going back to the first tirade and I really didn't understand why people we're complaining about this shit. Because I mean, let's let's be honest now. Some people need to be yelled at for uh, for breaking broken. I mean, people we people there are people out there literally do not want to wear mask at all under no circumstances. Going to like Denny's and Walmart and video and recording the whole goddamn thing, harassing. Employees who just trying to do the goddamn job, and you want me to be mad at Tom Cruise because he yelled at motherfuckers for breaking protocol? You fucking me? Do you know how much often during the day I want to yell at people? Well, I, I want to yell at people for so many reasons, but mostly oh, one of those reasons is that they're 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 endangering themselves and others. That's a big one. And just like people are dying. And if they're not dying, they're losing their sense of taste and smell. And I don't want to do that. I like chicken too much. I would really not want to lose my taste of sense and smell during this shit. One of the nice little perks that I've had uh, staying the hell at home is that, oh, I haven't lost my taste of sense and smell. Oh, that's, that's, that's a good plus and just. Apparently, people people don't mind losing their taste and sense of smell out there, whatever the fuck, because they they just don't want to wear masks and don't want to pay attention and don't want to uh, keep things corona free up in this bitch. Let me let me go through other notes. Um, well, you know the vaccine, of course. Uh, a lot of people all, you know, as we just heard, just like some people a little, uh, a little suspicious of the vaccine. And uh, recently, I think it was today, somebody uh, in Alaska healthcare worker was hospitalized Wednesday, shortly after receiving the Pfizer BioNTech COVID nineteen vaccine. She was released from the hospital Thursday morning. The unnamed staff member at Bartlett Regional Hospital in Juneau showed signs of an 
anaphylactic reaction 10 minutes after inoculation with increased heartbeat, shortness of breath, and skin rash and redness, according to a press release. She was given uh, infinitrine, god damn it, pinfarine, yeah, one of those things, and Benadryl admitted to the hospital and put on intravenous uh, drip. Um, her reaction was serious but not life-threatening. Yeah, there has been reports that uh, you might get some side effects, but at the same time, you have some temporary side effects, so you won't die from the coronavirus. And just, I'm all for it. Look, I'm I'm not one of these people who think like if you get the vaccine, that's the government keeping tabs on you. Here's a here's a goddamn newsflash for you: government's already keeping tabs on you. They they they're gonna do it whether whether you want them or not. So it's just like, so yeah, that's so. so so just because you know, just because because you're not on social media, and you're you know you don't you you feel like the the vaccine might put a chip inside you, whatever the fuck bullshit that you think the vaccine will do, doesn't mean that the government can't keep tabs. They're the government. Anybody who's seen the conversation knows that people can keep the government can keep tabs on you, whatever. So, okay, what else? Um, well, you know, initial, uh, you know, getting into the whole thing with uh, the pandemic, initial weekly jobless claims rose to 885,000, reflecting the escalating economic toll of cities and states struggling to contain surging COVID-19 numbers and prompting starkly worded calls for Congress to pass another round of fiscal stimulus to help keep millions of Americans financially solvent. Congressional negotiators on the long-delayed $900 billion COVID economic, economic relief package worked through a handful of remaining holdups Thursday as they labored to seal a final agreement for more help to businesses and the unemployed and new stimulus payments to most Americans. There's more. Top uh, congressional leaders also finally acknowledged they will have to pass a temporary government-wide funding bill to avoid a partial shutdown Friday at midnight, though House leaders haven't scheduled a vote yet. Uh, Congress appears committed to sending another round of coronavirus leave. Negotiations are going, but the consensus is building for $300 weekly payments to the unemployed and direct pot payments to most Americans. It would be somewhere on the $600 to $700 per individual, and then obviously double that for family and kids. Senate Republican Whip John Thune said Wednesday. Meanwhile, uh, the European Central Bank unleashed another half trillion euros, 600 billion waves of stimulus as a winter surge in COVID-19 uh, infection shuts down large parts of the economy and wipes out pre-Christmas sales revenue ahead of the region's most important holiday. The 25-member 
governing council decided Thursday to increase its bond purchase stimulus by 500 billion euros to uh, 1.85 trillion euros. That's 2.2 trillion. It will extend the duration of the program until at least two, March 2022 instead of the current early, earliest end date of mid 2021. So, so yeah, Europe, yeah, they apparently once again remind us that we ain't shit because they they coming up with the uh, the trillion uh, dollar stimulus while we still doing billion dollars stimulus shit over here, which is yeah <laughs> yeah just 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 reading that just like God damn it we ain't shit so whatever so okay what else uh, yeah, for some reason I yeah I wrote uh Jill Biden niggas be hating because niggas do be hating because uh that was the big that was some big news that some I forget it was um somebody wrote a uh, op-ed piece about how uh Jill Biden shouldn't be referred to as uh Dr. Joe Biden even though she's a doctor of education yeah, she she got a doctorate, so therefore she's a doctor. So, I mean, let's let's be let's keep it real here. Uh, we referred to Bill Cosby as a doctor. I mean, I remember watching the Cosby Show, and Bill Cosby was always referred to as doctor in the credits as Doctor William H. Cosby Jr. E.D.D. Whatever. He's a doctor of education. So and he was a doctor. Nobody said shit about that. Not only did they not say shit about that, they didn't say shit about the raping. So, like, we, we refer to motherfuckers as doctors, and they haven't exhibited any doctor-like behavior, uh, behavior in a long goddamn time. Just like I could, I, could, I could call out a lot of people who call themselves doctors, but, you know, whatever. Just, I'm like she has a doctorate. I don't have a doctorate, and you sure as hell don't have a doctorate. So what? So so you shut the fuck up. Pe- people who have doctorates are just better than you. That's this. Got we, they got a doctorate. What the fuck? You know you gonna say just? And of course, you know the National Review. And Tucker Carlson all up in their feelings talking, you know, saying it or dis, you know, dis, whatever she wrote to dissertation to get the doctor. It wasn't that good. Well, that's your opinion, bitch. So. Well, in nigga news, uh, Shanti revealed she tested positive for COVID just hours before her uh, versus battle against Keisha Cole. And I believe she um, blamed that on the devil. Not, you know, whatever the fuck she did to get the COVID going out, you know, get a warm mask, girl. Now, now, you know, there ain't going to be a a versus. I'm going to have to wait uh, in January. Uh, for the uh, Anthony Hamilton Music Soul Child verses, I'm actually looking forward to that. So you can't you can't blame the devil. 
I mean, you blame the devil on a on a broad general overall level, but you could have you you could have not went out to not get that COVID shit. What else? Oh, a a coalition of 37 U.S. companies is aiming to hire and invest in 1 million black, black Americans over the next 10 years in effort, it says, will chip away at the economic barriers plaguing black people in the country. The Startup 110 includes companies such as Target, Verizon, Nike, Bank of America, and Comcast, who have signed on to help black people without four-year degrees gain access and keep sustaining jobs. Okay, that's hopefully that leads to something like uh, niggas getting jobs, including yours truly. Be nice if we could all start working so we don't have to beg people for money or steal. So, so hopefully this will lead to something and I'm 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 just I'm just tired of just uh, black people not coming up and shit. Just like and I'm not just talking about you know rappers going on social media trying to flex or whatever the shit and just just as, as just like as a whole. Just be nice to see us. You know, get something, especially after the year we've had. Yeah, just yeah, just just remind y'all that I know shit has been going wrong for so many people, but you know it's been going wrong for us for a long goddamn time. That's a long, a long time. Okay, well I got this. North Carolina Governor Roy Cooper granted pardons. Thursday to five men convicted of crimes they did not commit, including one free to hear after serving 44 years on a wrongful rape conviction. So, yeah. 44 after serving 40. God damn it. I'm sorry. I'm just. I'm just still on the after serving 44 years on a wrongful rape conviction. He, you know, 44 years. He took that like you can't. You can't. You can't tell that dude shit. You it just like you can't be all you know, coming up to him all hard like you know I'm you know, I'm hard. I'm a G or whatever, nigga. I'm I was in jail for 44 years for nothing, nigga. You can't. And I took it. Tell me shit. <laughs> oh man, just like that 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 man deserve deserves um some at least like he you know he sh- he should at least go to uh, Denny's for life and just get Grand Slam breakfast for free. He just roll up to people, roll up to restaurants and say, "Hey, man, you know, he just like, "Hey, I was in jail for 44 years on a wrongful Rape conviction? Can I? Can I get free food forever? Just can I get a lot of things free forever since I've been jail? 
have been in jail for a wrongful rape conviction. Like a, it, like a lot of people owe me because I've been in jail for 44 fucking years. Just Okay. Oh, in a, all right. Oh, yeah. Did y'all see um, Meek Mill uh, giving $20 to those kids selling water? And they were all like, y'all fucking kidding me? Like, are you fucking give me $20? I'm, I'm out here struggling, bro. You're in Escalade. I mean, that just reminds you, like, the minute rich people get money, they, they do some... They do some fucked up Scrooge McDuck type shit. Just like, here's twenty dollars. Just spread it evenly amongst y'all. Well, uh, in a video shared on Wednesday, uh, the South Coast music group artist Tusi take takes the teens to a local mall and lets them cop whatever they want, ending the short clip where they spread love, written on the screen. Of course, you know. It's the least Duke can do after after Meek Mill pulls some cheap ass shit. Just I love like I, I saw a video and I was watching them just like, dude, we think like, we out here. You just we struggling, bro. We just like that. He the, the kids are literally just telling it, telling Meek like, hey, and he's just like, hey, it's twenty dollars, man. Just. Just spread it amongst y'all. Just cheap ass bastards. Um, oh, here's something. Uh, Mackenzie Scott, the ex-wife of uh, billionaire Amazon CEO Jeff Bezos, uh, just announced a whopping $4.1 billion donation to almost 400 organizations across the country as she continues to give away her billion-dollar divorce settlement. While her list of beneficiaries is uh, lengthy, some of the notable standouts include several HBCUs. Morgan State University, North Carolina A&T University, Virginia State University, and Clark Atlanta University are just some of the HBCUs that McKenzie donated her multi-billion dollar divorce settlement to. Morgan State received $40 million. North Carolina A&T received $45 million, Virginia State $30 million, and Clark Atlanta was gifted $15 million. That's quietly hilarious. Just, just, you know, just uh, like, you know, I'm going to take my divorce settlement and, and give it to some niggas. How you like that, you bald fuck? Just. Yeah, you're just gonna keep making warehouses full of people who can't who can't pee and, and shit. You just I'm just gonna just go and donate my divorce element. That is gangsta as hell. That is Mackenzie Scott, you deserve all the goddamn flowers. Just <laughs> oh man, that you want you know, just 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 nice hearing stuff like that for the holidays. Just I don't know how everybody gonna celebrate their holidays. I'm probably just gonna uh, spend Christmas in my bed looking at the ceiling because, quite honestly, that's all I can do. All right. Um, let's see uh, what the hell we got here. 
this is uh, the most melancholy podcast on the interwebs. This is everything is canceled. Ah, God damn it. Let's do this. Last night It's been another lonely
stressing too much I got no gifts from them, my hoes and bitches petty as fuck The paranoia from my hood, that shit get heavy as fuck Can't let you ask me when I'm at, I think you setting me up Shit on the ninth day of Christmas, my bitch got me a Glock She said this present ain't for you, I got this just for your ops You on the 10th day, don't ask me about the 10th day Got too drunk inside the daytime, fuck around and I got shit faced Oh man, on the 11th day, uh about to eat, I put my bread away, uh, I said it's your turn in this shit, your ass don't never pay, uh, you on the last day, spent that shit by making blunts from all my roaches in the ashtray, oh man. Big motherfucking weird side, put a dollar nigga, no light rope, dog. on God. Okay, uh, let's that This is uh, everything is canceled. I am uh, Craig D. Lindsay, aka Black Larry David, aka Anastasia Beaverhausen, aka Fat Greasy, aka La Dulce Crizzle. Where the fuck you want to call me? Um, and uh want to like, comment, and subscribe to this bi-weekly podcast. You can do so on whatever goddamn format you listen to, Apple Music, Spotify, whatever. Just let people know uh, this is around. Uh, if you want to hit me up on the uh, social media scape, uh, Twitter, Instagram, I just I, I'm I'm I think I'm on Clubhouse. I know that's a new goddamn thing, Clubhouse. So um, want to hit me up on those? Uh, you can go to yeah. My uh, handle is at Uncle Crizzle. It is at U N C C L E C R I Z Z L E at Uncle Crizzle. Want to drop me a line? It's uh, unclecrizzle at gmail.com. If you would like to donate to the podcast and put something extra in my stocking uh, this holiday season, like rent money, uh, hit me up at paypal.me slash unclecrizzle because, of course, you know, it's December, and for some goddamn reason, uh, people either do not want to work or pay people. I'm still waiting for a goddamn check for $75. 75 got a, a check for that. A check, 75 goddamn. Th- we could have did this on Venmo. But no, I got to wait for a check for some reason. And just, I don't know, just. I just actually got the email today that the check is coming with a note and a card. So, you know. Oh, whatever. I just, you know. So there's that. But, you know, if you, once again, if you want to. You know, help brother out this holiday season. PayPal.me slash Uncle Crizzle. Uh, let's see what else. Oh well, I mean, let's let's get into what the hell I just played. Uh, it's a special holiday block, starting at the top with uh, another lonely Christmas uh, by the uh, the man, the myth, the legend, 
That is Prince, uh, a, a classic B-side. I forget what was on the A-side, but uh, just I was just was trying to look up to see the forgotten, uh, you know, dropped that in 84. I'm assuming that uh, the B-side was, like, uh, the A-side was, uh, was a track off Purple Rain. It had to be. Um, so, yeah, another one. That's, that's, like, one of my favorite Christmas songs right next to Donny Hathaway's This Christmas and uh, Nat King Cole's Christmas song, a.k.a. Chestnuts. Roasting on open fire. It's just like, gotta do, a, gotta do an Xmas playlist one of these days and have those on there. After that, a uh, a new a new holiday track, uh, Warm December, from uh, Sabrina Claudio from her Christmas Blues LEP. Yeah, I heard she might be racist. She's done some racist shit in the past, but what the fuck can you do? Just like this, I just, I just apparently she she could still she could still she could still blow, and as long as like she could do that, I guess we could forgive her for the times she said nigga on Twitter or something like that. I don't know, but it's just that was a good track. Warm December, and and closing it all out, uh, this uh, from the Home for the Holidays compilation, uh, twelve days of. Christmas from the Love Renaissance featuring uh, OMD, OMB Bloodbath. I'm sorry, OMB Bloodbath and West Side Boogie. Just doing some hip hop shit for the holidays. All right, let's get into our guest today. I actually interviewed her earlier today, and uh, just because I was supposed to interview somebody. But that person thought it was like I was interviewing her next week. But, you know, fuck it. So I guess that might happen at some point. But I, I hit up an old friend. And uh, she was kind enough to say, hey, all right, let's do this shit. So, yeah, let's, let's, let's just get into it. Okay. So um, I'm on the line because I haven't figured out exactly how to do this Zoom shit yet. Um, with uh, an old friend of mine, she and I used to work together, and now she's a she's a writer, she's an editor, she's a survivor. She's doing all type of um, positive things. Uh, one of the I gotta say, like uh, probably the only white woman from my age demographic who hasn't accused me of preying on her or stalking her or harassing her. <laughs> In fashion, um, Jennifer Bringle, you know, welcome to this uh, very hastily put together thing I do. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you for having me, and um, just want to say, like, what's up with all these other white women who are who are saying those things to and about you? That's pretty shitty. But anyway. well, let, let's let's be honest. <laughs> that's here. reality. I know that. <laughs> Yeah, I'm kind of. Yeah, that's, that's the thing. That's crazy about the whole Karen thing, which we'll get into in a moment. But it's mm-hmm. like there's there's some there's some, you know not to sound Trumpish, but there's Karens on both sides, and uh, so yeah. just like people who, and and also if you if you see 
you know, a big African American gentleman like myself. I mean, I mean, we talked about this the last time, where it's just like I, you know, I just like just approach uh, white women, and then some some dude will show up out of nowhere and talk. You know, is this offensive Negro bothering you, ma'am? Just right. You know, doing just thinking that I'm going to do all kinds of weird shit. And you, you, you know, you've never been like that. Um, and and I, and it's funny because last night while I was at Walmart, I kind of re- realized why. Because you know, in, um, knowing you and your your mm-hmm. life and just your history, you know, because you hunt around black people, you you you've had you know black women friends. You went to college with black mm-hmm. people. You know, you told me uh, stuff like, oh, I used to listen to Jodeci and yeah. all that stuff when I was in college. I listen to Jodeci. <laughs> yeah. So I often think, like, a lot of the white women I come across, they don't they don't have that kind of experience. So they don't right. – they've never had experience of, you know, you know, being around black people, especially having black women as friends and just right. knowing how to hang, handle – uh, large, imposing African American men like myself, even when they're not praying, you know, you know, doing all, you know, praying and you know, right. harassing and what all this stuff to just roll up and just say hi and just like oh, just get all scary and everything like that. But yeah, I mean, would you say that is uh, not not to you know to take up you know not to speak for yourself but uh, speak for you? But um, would you find say that is that has been the case. It's just like you've managed to get along quite easily with more uh, cocoa-colored people. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. I, you know, I, I mean, I don't want to be one of those, like, oh, well, you know, I don't see color because everybody sees color. But um, I don't know. I mean, I just, I've never had a problem with that. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I've just, I've always been, I always went, I, I would say this, I was fortunate in that all throughout my, you know, school years from like elementary school through college, um, you know, I went to pretty diverse schools. Um, you know, even though I was from a small town in North Carolina, um, the schools that I went to were in the city. And, and actually the neighborhood I lived in um, was very diverse. So, you know, I just, I was always around white people, um, and I just never felt like, I don't know, I, I mean, I just, I, I don't know, I've just never felt like afraid or like, you know, some of that stuff that people, that white women tend to do. I'm like, you know, I'm not going to like call because like a black man's walking down my street, you know, like call the police. Like, that's just crazy to me, so... I don't know. I mean, and I just, I mean, I have genuine relationships with people of other races. So, you know, I guess I can maybe, you know, I don't, I don't know. I I can never know like what it's like for you or what it's like for, you know, my friends who have black sons and they're afraid of the police. Um, But, you know, I, I, these are my friends. You're my friend. and, And I know you as a person and I know them as people and, I don't know, I just, I guess a lot of white people don't have friends of color, so they don't see 
um, people as as other human beings just like themselves, and it's easier for them to, you know, just think you're a predator instead of just a dude who's saying hello and, you know, not going to hurt you. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean... Well, it, it had me thinking because um, you, know, you are you're officially at uh, the age where you, know, you have a family, you have have a son, and um, it, it had me thinking, especially this past year. Um, has there been moments? Have, have you had caring moments? Has there you know have you had does it um, such an experience where uh, you almost had to call the cops on people or you just saw some stuff happening and just like, oh, I got to, oh, oh, you know, people in the park doing stuff and just, right. or, or, you, or, you, or did you stop yourself from doing such a thing and just had to reassess who you are and what they, you know, what what's happening around you? Yeah. Um, I mean, I've, I've not really ever had any moments like that, I don't think. Um, I, I mean, I don't know. This past year, I've pretty much been inside my house. But <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but even before that, I mean, I, I don't know. I I try my best to not be a Karen. <laughs> I will say that. But, um, yeah, I mean, I can't think of a time. The only times I've ever called the police about something um, was – when I was in Raleigh and I had neighbors that I could hear were like, I could hear like a domestic violence situation. And I did call the cops about that and they were white. I mean, not that that matters, mm. but, um, you know, it was like some like people I had classes with in school. Um, but that's really the only time that I've ever felt, you know, like really spurred to call the police about somebody. Um, I don't know. Maybe I've just been lucky not encountered a lot of stuff, but um, I don't know. I mean, if I see people in a parking lot, I don't. I mean, they're not bothering me. Like, I, you know, like I don't. I don't know. I just I, I don't understand that mentality of like I gotta call the cops about everything I see. So I don't know. It's weird. Well, it just yeah. I was about to ask. Has you know you know. Have you been observing that whole this this whole Karen movement, which mm-hmm. seems to happen? I mean, there's now Instagram pages and Twitter pages set up to videos of Karens and Kevins mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> doing crazy shit in front of people. You know, especially the ones who refuse to wear masks masks for whatever reason. Yeah, I mean, just as 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 a white person, uh, as as a uh, alabaster American, uh, <laughs> ha- like what goes through your mind when you see stuff like that just happening over and over and over again? I mean, you know, like the not wearing masks things and these people like pitching a fit in the middle of Trader Joe's or whatever is just. <laughs> my favorite word, I don't ever use it because I don't think I can because I am white, but my favorite word when I see people on Twitter talking about this is the caucasity of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because it so perfectly captures that, like, 
entitlement that I think a lot of white people feel that they can, you know, go flip out in the middle of a grocery store because somebody asked them to put a mask on or, you know, that they are the, like, citizen police and need to call the cops on, you know, anybody that looks suspicious to them. And um, there's just this, like, you know, very strong sense of entitlement. And it's not even – it's a white thing. I mean, it's not a class thing because you'll see some, you know – country bumpkin redneck doing the same thing that some, you know, like country club white lady in the middle of the city is doing. And it's, it's crazy to me. I just, I don't, I mean, I I think I just don't, I can't imagine doing something like that and thinking that, you know, like my feelings and, and my comfort is so much more important than, you know, what everybody else is going through, what everybody else is dealing with. I don't know. I just I have a hard time with that. It, it is um, something that, you know, over this past year, I never thought could become a politicized thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, there'd be such a thing as anti-maskers. Uh, people who, even though doctors have been wearing masks since right. when, you know, medicine and, and shit like that was invented. As soon as they, um, as soon as they discovered germs, they started wearing masks. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, uh, for some reason, they just don't believe that, we're, that wearing masks uh, hinders the you know, endangers them for some reason. Right. Uh, and, and then they do those goddamn videos where they go to Denny's or IHOP <sighs> and say, well, according to the Civil Rights Act of 1964, I, you know, you are, um, you know, you are stopping me from, from, from doing my constitutional rights or where they just make up a lot of shit that, that makes right. no sense. And they, you know, they just they're making it hard on people who, you know, the essential workers, you know, just people who are, are just still trying to make a living in this economy, and it's just like just yeah. it's just like wall to wall selfishness. Mm-hmm. And it just, you know, it, it, it is just one of those things with me where it's just like I just, yeah, I, I, I don't, I, I will never understand these people. I don't know what. No. what Makes what go what goes in their mind to actually just leave the house and be that much of a dick to people. Right, exactly. Yeah, it's just so, it's such a small thing to put a mask on. I mean, it, it really truly is such a small thing. Like, why can't you just do that? <laughs> I don't understand. I mean, you're not going to be at the Walmart all day. Right. That's that's another thing. Exactly. Just like making it sound like. Just like you're 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 taking a precious time putting on a mask, yeah, to go get some 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 uh some lawn equipment. And yeah, you just yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's crazy, and you know, I see. I live in my little like city bubble, so most of the people that I encounter out in public nowadays wear their masks. But, like, if I go back to my hometown, it's, like, a completely different story. And it's just crazy to me that, like, nobody wears a mask. And 
Mm-hmm. Or, like, they don't social distance. They don't follow the rules. And, like, people are dying there. I don't understand. Like, the hospital, I have a friend who works at a COVID ward, and it's full. <laughs> you know, people are dying there. I don't yeah. I don't understand why it's become this, this thing that people are, are like, non-believing. And it, it's become – well, I do understand. I mean, it's become politicized because of our – president and and all of that but it's still crazy to me <laughs> all right well you're up there in uh still up there in greensboro i am yes Greensboro, north carolina and just basically how has your year been i see you're refusing to buy, buy um uh twelve hundred dollar uh croissant purses <laughs> I don't I don't know what about me has has set up my social media ad the algorithm. I don't know what I've like triggered to that they think I want all this maybe it's because I like take screenshots of it and post it somewhere else, but I don't understand why I get social media ads for weird stuff like that. But because I have not yeah, hey, the um <laughs> the demographic financially to spend twelve hundred dollars even on a person isn't shaped like yeah, a piece of food, so. <laughs> yeah, Nordstrom is yeah. now selling a Moschino croissant leather purse shit. You know, if, you know, if, like, one of the the Jenners or <laughs> or Megan the Stallion or somebody walked out the house with that goddamn thing, it would yep. just be, it'd be, it'd be it, it, it certainly would not be a thousand... The twelve hundred dollars anymore? I tell you that. Nope, it'd be sold out. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Mark that shit way the hell up, and then just like it'll be, it'll be like Birkin bags. You know that whole. Mm-hmm. Did, you, did you hear about the whole uh, uh, Birkin bag thing with Sawidi or? No. Where she was talking, where she was on going on, I don't know Instagram or whatever, and telling. You know, telling her fans or ladies or whatever, just like if your man ain't gonna buy you a Birkin bag, you know, you know, you know, throw that dude to the curb or whatever. And, and we're all like, first, first of all, what the hell is a Birkin bag? And secondly, um, when, you, when people find out what Birkin bags are, they're like, well, I guess you better throw me to the curb then, because I ain't not getting you that shit. Because it's like, right. that's like, that's like. Uh, like half a year's rent or whatever. Exactly. <laughs> like I can buy a new car. I can buy you this bag. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Well, I have not been buying any high-end handbags this year. It's been. I mean, I got laid off and I've been freelancing and it's going okay. Um, but you know, I think everybody is just kind of. I don't know, playing it close to the day, you know, playing it close right now. So just don't know what's going to happen. And um, I'm just trying to be careful um, financially and health-wise and all that stuff too. So it's been a weird year. (laughs) It's been a weird weird year for everybody. Yeah, it's it's, uh, just, you know, just hearing you say you're laid off, it's kind of like, you know, because the last time we spoke in you know, earlier incarnation of the show, uh, mm-hmm. just, you know, we were talking about how 
you kind of, you know, when we worked together and, mm-hmm. uh, you, you took the, 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 the choice to, um, to, um, you know, kind of say just like, uh, just not work at every place because you already had a job, uh, going to another yeah. place. And so you, so you beat that before the whole, the whole layoff started happening. Yes. In newspapers. And, um, and so, so, and you, and I always saw you as a person who always kind of had plan, always, uh, can bounce back and you see people, you know, you know, cause you're an editor and people always need editors and whatnot. And so, so as somebody who now is laid off, who has been laid off from her job, just how are you, mm-hmm. how are you seeing things now these days? Yeah, you know, it's funny, like, I always felt like I was, like, running from a layoff, you know, like, I, I've, I've left a couple of jobs where not long after I left, they started laying people off, and, um, you know, I feel like if you work in the media at all, it, it's just bound to happen at some point, um, so it was my turn. <laughs> Um, and it's funny because the company I was working for got bought out uh, by a newspaper company. So I guess that was the newspaper industry coming back to get me <laughs> after mm-hmm. missing me that first time around. But, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I will say I kind of anticipated it even before COVID um, just because the publication I was working on was a trade um, covering the furniture industry and that industry got hit really hard by the tariff. So that, mm. you know, in turn hit our ad sales. So, you know, I was in the back of my mind thinking, okay, this could happen. I'm not, you know, I'm not so indispensable that they, you know, won't lay me off. So I was trying to like, you know, kind of sock away a little bit of money and take on extra freelance stuff when I could and just kind of be prepared. But even so, I mean, you know, when you get laid off, it's a pretty jarring experience, Um, especially when it's like you're at home in the middle of a pandemic and you get that call with the HR lady and, you know, it's just all of a sudden, like, what do I do? And um, I got lucky that, you know, some people that I've worked for in the past were in a position to give me some freelance work, and that's helped. And then, you know, I've kind of pursued some other freelance work. So I've, you know, stayed pretty busy, I guess. Um, But it's not the same as having a full-time job. And um, I will say this, too. I am very, very fortunate that I have a spouse who has insurance who I could get onto his plan um, because, I I shopped the exchange, and there was affordable insurance available for me, but because I have so many health issues, what he has ended up being a little bit more economical just because all of my doctors would be in um, network. So, you know, that's another thing that, like, a lot of people don't realize is, you know, people who are freelancing, it's hard to get insurance and get good insurance, and that's a, a major concern. So... Um, you know, I just have like a, a deeper appreciation for that. Well, you know, we should mention, I guess, you know, we're talking about health concerns. I mean, you were, you are a, a breast cancer survivor and, um, just how has it been with 
with, you know, the pandemic, being a person in, in your situation where you've had experience, I, you know, it made me wonder, like, just how people who have been through ordeals like that handled the pandemic. Is it, is there a thing where it's just like, did it worry about affecting, did, did COVID, you worry about COVID affecting you the most, or do you feel it's something that you could um, you could rise above? Um, well, it's interesting. So I actually had COVID um, in October. Um, my husband works in healthcare, and he has to go to people's homes. And so he got sick, and then I got sick. Um, and we got super, super lucky. It was a really mild case. Um, in fact, I I thought it was just like a cold or something because I didn't have a fever. And uh, maybe about three or four days into it, I lost my sense of smell. And I thought, mm, that's not right. So I got tested, and sure enough, um, and he had it too. And he was the same way, no fever or anything. Um, that said... You know, this whole year I've been very afraid of COVID just because I didn't know how my body would react. Um, you know, thankfully it was, it wasn't bad. Um, but, you know, that's the scary thing about it is you just don't know. You don't know how your body's going to react. You don't know what symptoms you're going to have. It's so different for different people. And, um, I have a friend whose husband works at a funeral home here and, you know, he said that he's buried people of, like, almost every, you know, generation from, like, a 19-year-old to, you know, people who are, like, 100 who've died of this disease. So, um, you know, it's just the unknowns of it are really, really scary. Um, I will say, having gone through a cancer diagnosis and treatment, it it kind of prepared me in a way, I guess, for what we're living through right now because, mm-hmm. you know, there's this really surreal quality to life right now and there is a lot of uncertainty and a lot of fear. And, you know, it feels very similar to me um, to how that that time was in my life. So, um, you know, I not to say that I'm handling it better than anybody else because I think we're all kind of losing it a little bit right now with this pandemic but um it 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 feels less um unfamiliar to me i i feel like i've been in this place before in a way yeah uh have you uh gotten your uh senses back i have and it took a while and um it was weird because it kind of came back in phases like i could smell certain things but not others. Um, but it's pretty much, for the most part, all back now. But I know other people, I have a friend who had it, and she still can't smell. All that she says she can smell, it smells like smoke all the time. So it's weird. It, and that's, that's another thing. It's just like people are risking their lives not wearing masks, being in in very crowded environments. I'm like, even if you don't feel 
yeah, I don't know. Just you, you don't feel that you're gonna die from it. You're, you're still gonna lose some shit, lose out, lose out on stuff like sense of smell, sense of taste, and just like is 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 going out to a goddamn uh, chain smokers concert enough exactly. to lose your sense of taste and smell and all that? Right. Yeah, I mean it's. You know, I keep hearing people saying, well, it's just like the flu, and it's like, but it's not. <laughs> I mean, people are having, you know, these major cardiovascular issues because of this thing, and you just, you don't know how it's going to affect you until you get it. I mean, you know, you see young, healthy people get it, and they die. I mean, I, it's just the weirdest thing that people are just so blase about it and just like, well, you know, my right to go to a store without a mask on is, you know, <laughs> more important to me than possibly getting something that could kill me or and kill somebody possibly, I care about. Yeah, possibly infecting other people. That's another thing. Just people don't take into account that when you um, don't wear a mask, you're not only endangering yourself, you're possibly endangering other people, which further proves now, a lot of people in this culture don't give a shit about other people. They don't. You're absolutely yeah, right. <laughs> I know I was, um, I don't know if you saw that, I'm sure you probably did, that Texas Monthly article about the the bride, the COVID bride. Oh, yeah. Was, yeah, I was, I was texting with a friend about that yesterday. And it was just like, like, I've always known that people are selfish. But this is just really laid bare how just mind-blowingly selfish some people are. I mean, it's just to know that this person who you've hired to work at your wedding has, you know, like asthma or something, and you're going to pitch a fit because you spring on her that your husband has COVID and she doesn't want to stay and take pictures. It's just insane. The fact that you're having a wedding in the middle of this is insane enough, but then to do that on top of it is just it's just mind blowing. It almost makes you wonder: are are, are people are a lot of people sociopaths? Is this I know this where we've gotten into? I know. Just like like holy shit, you don't have the least bit of empathy or whatever for people. Yes, just... I know it's crazy. And, like, people talking about, like, well, it's old people who are dying. Like, really? Wow. Okay. That's good to know where you stand. <laughs> wow. Yeah. It's just, yeah. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How has it been uh, with, with with the kid in terms of just, just uh, you know, him staying at the house and, you know, you have him. Yeah, you have. Uh, how old is the boy now? Is he about like he's, five or six? He's or six. Yeah, he's six. Right. Um, it's been good and bad. I mean, I think probably any parent would tell you that. I mean, it's it's nice to be able to spend time with him. Um, but there are days that I'm like ripping out my hair. Um, yeah. And then you, the, you, the virtual. Oh, go ahead. It just has there been moments like. I can't this little motherfucker go somewhere else? Yeah, just <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> um, yeah, and it's you know he's the only child too, so it's just like he doesn't have any other kids really to play with, and I don't know if that's a mm-hmm. good thing to don't have two two or three kids here. Like 
driving me nuts. But, um, you know, like I said, I mean, he's great. He's a good kid. Um, but it's, it's been, it's been challenging for sure. And like the virtual mm-hmm. school is, that's a whole other, whole other thing there because it's really hard for a six year old to, to go to school via Zoom. <laughs> yeah. I was, I was wondering, has there been the moments where, uh, some, some parent came out of nowhere and just like, you're not going to teach my kid this. You know, no, we still haven't figured out who won and just, you know, all that. I haven't seen any of that kind of stuff yet. Um, mm-hmm. the school that he goes to is like, it's pretty liberal, but, um, but it is funny to like hear stuff happening in the background. Um, and, and I've been guilty of that too. So <laughs> you don't realize the kid doesn't have it muted. And it's like, oh, okay. You heard me threatening him, but whatever. <laughs> yeah. But we're all, you know, I think everybody's kind of in the same boat with that. So. Mhm. Mm. What, what, what have you been doing the past the time? Like um, Golden Girls Marathon or anything like that? <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, I always, always have the Golden Girls at ready. Um, and I've been mm-hmm. reading a lot and trying to watch a little, some of these, all these shows that people tell me I should be watching. Um, nothing really exciting. <laughs> I haven't taken up any, like, baking or anything like that. I'm not that industrious, so, um, mm-hmm. yeah, a lot of reading. I don't know if I, I can't really read Go ahead. Well, I just, you know, because for people that don't know, like, you are a hardcore Golden Girls fan. Mm-hmm. And just, uh, <laughs> did you ever watch uh, both uh, porn parodies of the Golden Girls? No, I haven't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and there was, I'm there, both there intrigued was one, there was, and a little disturbed yeah. by that. <laughs> Yeah, there was, it's funny because there was one, uh, porn parody of the Golden Girls. Uh-huh. And then, and then like a few years later, there was another one. <laughs> yeah, just like, like, I always thought like when you, when you do, when you already do a porn parody of, of something, you can't do it anymore. But it, you know, you can't do another one. But apparently, yeah. I don't know, there's a high demand. This uh for parody and parodies of uh I guess old I guess women the reboot has fucking. hit porn. Yeah, the reboot has hit porn now, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> if oh, they yeah. can reboot, you know, any of these T V shows and movies, they can do it with porn too, I guess. <laughs> yeah. So so yeah, that's out there. Hopefully I think I believe that that may still be on Pornhub, but can't you know, can't tell because I know, yeah, I don't know if you heard, like, Pornhub just took down a lot of shit that wasn't Oh, yeah, I saw that. Uh, yeah. So. yeah, I saw that. Like, more than half their content, right? I mean, it's, like, a lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah. So, hopefully yeah. something like that's up there. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, so, basically, you've been just watching uh, TV that's not porn. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> you know. Pretty much. Yeah, I don't know what it. I don't know what it is because, like, for me, you know, I used to be really into TV. I wanted to be a TV critic back in my younger days, mm-hmm. but now it's like 
almost seems like television itself has become kind of anxiety inducing for me. Mm-hmm. Where it's just like there's so much content out there and just like just trying yeah. to like trying to figure out which one you're gonna switch. Because like television is is you know has always been like a, an ongoing relationship, and then and then you come to the end, and they like they you know. The last shows is kind of you know, didn't 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 uh, take the landing you know, you know the kind of yes yeah just like oh yeah, that, that ended quite badly so yeah <laughs> you know it's funny that you say that because I will admit that a lot of the TV that I've been watching this year is like old stuff that I've watched before um, because mm-hmm. I don't know I'm. Yeah, I, I know what you're saying. Like, I get overwhelmed by, like, everything that's available and, like, everybody's like, oh, my God, you have to watch this and, oh, this is the best thing that's ever been made. And, and it's like, okay, I mean, I guess I should watch this and, you know, and then I'll go through Netflix or Hulu or whatever and scroll past all these, like, you know, things that are supposed to be the most groundbreaking, greatest stuff ever and then I just end up watching, like, old episodes of 30 Rock. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I just... Yeah, and especially like this year too, I feel like um, like my brain is just unable to like engage fully in something new. Like everything I'm reading, I can't. I've tried to like read some kind of heavy books and just can't because I don't know. I'm just not in the right headspace to do it. And same thing with TV. Like I just want something that I don't want to think too hard about right now because. Yeah, I spend a lot of time thinking about the shit that's happening in the world, so yeah, I, I like want to escape. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I know for me it's just like a combination. I guess everything is you know that's been going on in in our nation, just and and just just living in the town where I'm at, okay? and mm-hmm. it's just a combination where it's hard to uh, stay focused on stuff. Yeah. Like I remember, like I remember when I used to live back in North Carolina. Just like I could, you know, during the the, the wonderful days of the Obama administration, where I didn't have to know anybody's names in that dude's cabinet. So hey, I'll just I'll just read I'll just read Tom Wolfe's the right stuff. And I'll just right. like, <laughs> and I'll plow through that book in three days, and then like oh I'll, yeah. I'll read something else. And just like I was, I was killing it. Uh, yeah, book wise back in the day, but now it's just like, oh, oh, I gotta worry about. I, I worry about a lot, as you know, but it's just yeah, yeah, it's just, it's just hard to stay focused. It's get, it got to the point where I just like there's times where I'm just in my bed and I just look at the ceiling and then and, and, and that's my night. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I can I can relate to that. I mean, it's. There's so much to worry about right now, and, you know, it's just, it's overwhelming. I mean, even on a good day sometimes, it's overwhelming to just everything that's happening. Not just, like, stuff in the world, but just, you know, in your own personal life. I mean, it's just Mm -hmm. a really hard time. It's just, it's a lot. Yeah. Yeah, if we ever do manage to get out again, it makes me... Want to ask you: Is there ever a possibility, you know, with the, you know, with you know, the vaccine and 
we may get things back to some type of normal again. Would we ever see the crotchless panties get back together? <laughs> God, I hope so. <laughs> Just, what, should we explain the should we explain with the the crotchless panties? Are? Yes, and I I have to go soon, but this is going to be the last thing because I've got to let people know. <laughs> so back in the day when I was young and carefree. <laughs> Some two friends of mine, Mandy and Mei Ling, shout out to them, um, and I would go to karaoke in Raleigh, and because we were ridiculous, <laughs> we decided to um, fashion a karaoke girl group out of the three of us. And, and let me add in there, too, that none of us can sing. It's it's bad. Mm-hmm. It's like cats dying <laughs> under a car. I mean, it's... It's bad. Yeah, that really did. Yeah, that really, but it didn't stop you because you know. Nope, it didn't at all. I mean, yeah, Lego. Yep. <laughs> we just love to sing. <laughs> so we would go to do karaoke. There was this one bar that had karaoke, and it was like always the same people, and like some of them were good singers, and some of them weren't, but nobody cared, and you know, you got up there and just kind of, you know, made a fool of yourself. Everybody would cheer, and it would be a good time. So. That's basically what we did, and Mandy, um, I think she's the one who came up with the name Crossless Panties, um, because why not? <laughs> y'all really took it seriously. I remember y'all had y'all had T-shirts made. You had we did, yeah. Man, Mandy got point. T-shirts. Mandy got T-shirts made, and I still have my T-shirt. It's in like a tub in my attic because that was like thirty pounds ago, and I don't think that. <laughs> Could probably not even get it over my head at this point, but um, yeah. yeah, we were all about it. <laughs> we whatever point, whatever point where you just like change the name, where it be on like you know pillow hips in the crackless panties. It's just, <laughs> you know, I feel like we might be more like granny panties at this point. <laughs> yeah, <I don't> know. <laughs> yeah pillow hips is another thing that just yes. I, I, I used know to how, get so I, offended when you I, – I would get offended, and not because I felt, like, you know, disrespected or anything, but, like, that makes me sound like I'm fat. That's such a white girl thing to say, too. That makes me sound like I'm fat. I don't even know where I came up with that. I think I, like – I don't either. I was, where I just, like – because, yeah, no, I, yeah, we were talking one time, and just, like, uh, I guess you guys say – oh, you, you, I think you have pillow hips. There's like yeah. nothing wrong with pillow hips, and you were like very upset by the fact that a woman could have pillow hips, which is I never. I don't know. Like, it was just like a lot of our conversations just like came out of nowhere, and just the the fact that you still talk to me is just amazing. Um. I so, love those kind of conversations. They're the best. <laughs> yeah. But uh, tell people, I say, I mean, uh, tell people where they can uh, hit you up. We can. They got the website and everything, but just let people know where where they can find you at. Yeah. So I mean, I have a website just with my writing that I try to maintain. I'm not the best with all that, but it's just jenniferbringle.com. Um, I'm on Twitter at. J 
J.C. Bringle, and Bringle's B-R-I-N-G-L-E. Um, I have Instagram, but I don't really post on there a whole lot. Um, but I'm mostly on Twitter. That's my favorite, so. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, oh, yeah, I forgot to ask. Because, like, one of the reasons why I hit you up to do this in the first place is because you have a um, you had a, a letter sent to you from somebody. Yes. Yes, and there's an update to that <laughs> story uh, well, as well. Well, first, well, first, cause we should say, say that, like, the letter was just like this evil, mean letter from somebody who was, who said that, you know, you, uh, you, it was right for you to get laid off and yes. you're not a good writer and whatever, so. Yep. And you posted it on Twitter. Yeah. yeah, I did. And apparently they saw that, um, and so this morning when I woke up, there were all these comments on my Instagram. That's one of the reasons I'm not on Instagram so much now because I had to kind of lock it down. But um, they left a bunch of really nasty comments on my Instagram, um, you know, stuff like, you know, your cancer is going to come back. You need to quit wasting your time trying to get people to pay attention to you and um Oh, one was, like, it was a picture of my cat, and it was like, I saw a cat like this once that had been hit by a truck. Um, maybe I'll send you a picture of it on your Facebook since, you know, it made so, you made it so easy for me to find that or something. Just, like, really <laughs> batshit, mean stuff. It's really crazy. <laughs> well, I mean, was, is there a point, was there a point of just, like, um, okay, I'm scared for my life. Uh, yeah, I have who do I, I talk to, to about this shit? Yeah, it makes me a little nervous. And the reason being is I think it's someone who lives around here, um, just because of some of the things that they said about, like, writing for local publications and stuff. And I have an idea who it might be. Um, this guy used to email me. I, I would write for the paper here, and this guy used to email me, um, you know, and, and you get the, you used to get this stuff all the time, I'm sure. You know, yeah. telling me what I'd written wrong, and you know, things that I had done wrong or whatever. Um, and I was just always kind of like whatever, and didn't really engage with him. And then eventually, he kept doing it so much that I had to block him. Um, so I don't know if it was the same person or not. That's who I suspect, but I don't know. I mean, it could be anybody, I guess, but I don't know. <laughs> it's weird. Yeah. <laughs> It's just funny because, like, as you say, like, it, it took me back to the, the good old days where I would review a Transformers movie and somebody would hit me up uh, telling me I was gay for not right, liking exactly. the Transformer movie. And yeah. I was like, just always, I mean, it, it was never a point where it just, like, it made me think I'd have to fear for my life. And when people, like, telling you shit like that, like, I hope your cancer comes back or whatever like that, it's just, yeah. Like, you don't know if it's just, like, it's just somebody being irate or is it just, like, is this motherfucker outside my home right now? Right, exactly. Yeah, no, I kind of, like, I don't know. Yeah, it, it freaks you out. I mean, that somebody was going to take, like, to me, that somebody got mad enough to say that. And, I mean, you know me. I'm a pretty, like, non-confrontational kind of person, so... Like, what did I do to piss this guy off? But, 
who knows? Those people are crazy. They yeah. do that kind of stuff. So, like, what can you do? Yeah, this is kind of like why I don't. I barely talk to anybody these days because you don't know what's going to set them off. Like I said, like we, yeah. we started, we literally started this with me talking about how we just talk to people, and next thing you know, uh, they're saying I'm praying on them and everything, right, just exactly. like you. Well, I'm just like, oh, well, I'm just not going to talk to anybody if that's yeah. if, you, if you see this big Negro coming your way. It's just like, you think, you automatically think that. Well, it's just like, well, there's nothing I can do, really. Right, exactly. Ah, uh, well. But, uh, but yeah, I'll, I'll deal with that in my own time with, with a lot of uh, therapists and counselors. But, yeah. um. I think it's like, it's one thing, you know, you're kind of like, oh, I'm not going to let this get to me, and, you know, whatever, it doesn't matter. But, you know, at the same time, I mean, I don't know, it feels pretty shitty to have somebody say something like that to you, so. Yeah. But, you know, yeah, well, you know, well, I guess hopefully a new year is coming and all this, you know, good stuff might, I don't know, just like, some hopefulness will come in the uh, the 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 next year for both of us. Yes. But uh, yeah. okay. But I, I, I yeah. I'll, uh, but I I believe are are you in the car now? I am. I'm sorry. I have to pick up my kid. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, thank you uh, very much uh, for uh, taking part in this. I appreciate it. Yeah. And, uh, thanks just, for having uh, me. You have a good Christmas and a good you too. 2021. You too. Hopefully, it won't suck the way 2020 did for all of us. <laughs> yeah, we'll just we'll get, we'll we'll all get through it together. Yep, exactly. <laughs> all right. Yeah, yeah. All right. One. You too. Bye. Bye. Okay, that was uh, Jennifer Bringle. I just talked to a wonderful. Uh, writer, editor, mother, and an all-around outstanding white woman. One of one of the good ones, as they would say. You know what? I'm just gonna go now. Cause, uh, you know, just, just we all got a a heavy holiday season ahead of us. You know, the, you know Christmas and Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, where the hell you celebrate. Um, just want to wish y'all at least a decent Christmas or Hanukkah or Kwanzaa or whatever the hell. Boxing Day, want to get that. And I thought I'd close things out with, um, Bill Murray, believe it or not. Uh, Bill Murray back when he was on the National Lampoon Radio Hour doing a little something called Kung Fu Christmas. Uh, Gilda Radner and Chris Regess also providing some uh, vocals on that. How does this go here? Yeah, all right. That's it. So uh, until then, this is Crazy Lindsay saying Sarah Huckabee, you, me, and a lot of Spike ain't not.
Whoa! 